Yo, is this thing on? Man, whatever. Walk with me. Welcome back to Walk with TFB. Tim Bryson here, and as y'all know, I'm a Black millennial who is eager to have unfiltered conversation with authentic people centered on education, sport, and culture. Today, we are walking with a physical therapist, Ricky practitioner, and life coach. A native of Beaufort, South Carolina, she graduated from the University of South Carolina before earning her doctorate of physical therapy from Florida A&M University. Affectionately referred to as the healer dealer, she owns her own business, whose mission is to empower others to take charge of their body, their mind, and their spirit by promoting holistic healing and wellness. Her products and services include, but are certainly not limited to, chakras, crystals, essential oils, guided meditation, and sound healing. When I launched this podcast back in June, I told this guest several times that I had to get her on the show at some point, and I had to get her on. Um, and as a former student athlete, compassionate educator, and culture influencer, she is way more than a millennial, and so I'm excited to have her on the show today. So without further ado, y'all help me welcome Dr. Blake Banner to the show. Dr. Blake, talk to me, man. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm well managing, making it through this year. How are you doing, really? I'm doing great. I really all right. am. All right, all right, all right. Well, like I said, Joe, like we, I've told you this several times over the last five months, right? Like I had to get you on for just a plethora of different reasons. Um, obviously, you're a longtime supporter, known each other for what now seven years, probably eight years next year, which is wild, getting mm -hmm. old and shit. But I'm super excited to have you on the show. I mean, so as someone who knows kind of how this already goes, right? Um, I'm gonna jump straight in because I think we have a lot to talk about. I think and a lot that's really gonna serve not just each other in this conversation, but really the world as we, you know, promote and share this out um, when this episode drops. Um, so with that, trending topics number one. I mean, excuse me, segment number one. What is your story? We're not talking about resume or LinkedIn. We're not talking about the shit I can find on your website, even the Healer Dealer website. But Blake, what's your story, yo? Talk to us. Well, um, like you mentioned, uh, born and raised in Beaufort, South Carolina, started there, uh, dad, pharmacist, mom, uh, educator, of course, for college students. So I've always seen both the health side and the education side. And mm -hmm. I think that's what got me going on the path that led me to um, where I am today. But of course, like you mentioned, ex-student athlete, <laughs> I got... Um, <laughs> A volleyball scholarship to South Carolina State University, whoop whoop, um, and that's when I kind of first learned that uh, things aren't always what you think it'll be. Um, that's when I uh, kind of faced uh, a lot of adversity that first year, transitioning not only from high school but going to college, and then you add that student athlete component to it, and it really just rocked my world. And that's when I already started like thinking that it's up to me. It's my responsibility to be my own advocate. I have to make the best decisions for me. I can't listen to other people. So of course there are people telling me like, oh, like, but you love volleyball. Like that's like part of you, that's who you are. Um, a lot of athletes identify with their sport as it being their whole, but I knew I was bigger than that. So they're like, oh, but it's free school. Like, why would you want to leave? And I really just had to make that decision for myself to transfer um, to South or University of South Carolina, of course, um, which had the major that I wanted, exercise science. I was always interested in that. And that's when I started my journey in exercise science. Um, 
graduated from there. And um, throughout that process, I realized that I wanted to pursue physical therapy, applied to physical therapy schools, and then got beat up again by rejection letters. You actually were there when I got rejected from the University of South Carolina. And that hit really, really hard. And again, you and your family played another role because your mom, fam, you actually put that on the radar in addition to my cousin being a graduate of the physical therapy program at FAMU. But that's when I started um, kind of connecting with them and looking at their program and applied. And that's when I um, got in, woohoo, um, went to Tallahassee, Florida and completely spread my wings and like flourished. Um, was the president of my cohort down there, learned a lot. I feel like being out of my element, I think staying in South Carolina was comfortable for me, which is why that rejection was so devastating when it happened. But I'm so appreciative of the shift and forcing me out of my comfort zone to go to Florida where I knew no one. I was literally there by myself, out of state, like all the other people were, you know, Florida natives, of course. So um, it was really interesting to see the type of person that I developed into. So again, just learning who I am and having to make my own decisions and not having someone in my ear or having people from home kind of put me in a box and make me feel like I had to be a certain person or a certain way, which sometimes can be stifling for you when you're around people who knew you as one thing, but as you grow, you change. So they're constantly shoving you back into this box that they know you as, but um, that's not beneficial for growth. And during that time, that's when I really started delving into the spiritual side of things um, because grad school will take you for a ride and have you seeking <laughs> any and everything that you need to find. Um, so spirituality was big, you know, praying or praying. Um, I started doing like a weekly fast, um, like for one day out of the week, just to kind of get my mind right and do a reset. And um, of course, that's when uh, the energetic property started coming in. I started looking into um, chakras and crystals. And it's something that wasn't completely foreign to me because I have a great aunt that's a Reiki master. And it's not, you know, something that was completely far-fetched. It was kind of always around, but again, I had to take it upon myself to make that journey and to start incorporating into my practices. And then following graduation, moved to the DMV, started working up here. Um, and then I started my business um, in 2018. Um, which, like you mentioned, the healer dealer and offering my services in Reiki meditation, just because working as a physical therapist, I saw there was a need for um, another layer of healing. So outside of the physical, people need to take care of their mental, their emotional, their spiritual health. And I really wanted to marry the two. So I made education kind of the forefront of um, my business and I started the blog just to put out as much information as possible just to at least put a bug in someone's ear and if it can spark something to have them research something more or even ask me then I've done my job and here I am today that's I think that's pretty much a good like recap that's a pr pretty good recap especially <laughs> for those who don't know you at all but I want to take us back to um to Orangeburg mm -hmm. it's by the Orangeburg South Carolina and we know it's, it's, um, it's historical context as well but one thing you mentioned, right? Like you said, you knew that you were more than an athlete, right? You knew you're more than your sport. And that's something that stereotypically speaking, most, most college athletes don't know. How did you know that? Like, when did you realize you're more than your sport? 
um, it wasn't until I started facing all those challenges and um, I really stepped out and I said, okay, who am I outside of volleyball? Because of course, if I'm thinking about leaving the school, leaving my scholarship, understanding that I probably won't play on a competitive level at, you know, right moving forward, am I okay with that? And it took a lot of thinking and personal time and just separating myself. So I think towards the end of that first semester, I, I was really lonely because my um, I'm surrounded by my team, right? I live with them. We're all, we're doing everything together. Our schedules are exactly the same. So they're excited and they're feeling well, excited for the next year and everything coming up. And I'm like, well, I don't even know if I'm gonna be here. So I really had to break it down. Like, well, who am I outside of volleyball? And um, growing up, I've always been good at sports. So it's always like, okay, you're an athlete. Like you're this Blake, the blah player, Blake, the basketball player, Blake, the volleyball player. It was never anything else. So I really had to tap in and find my own identity. And that's when I was like, wait, I, I, I'm really good at this. I'm also good at, you know, this too. And people come to me about, you know, just when they need to sit down and talk, like I'm, I'm a good listener. I'm, I'm a great friend. I'm, you know, just all these other things that made me realize I am bigger than just putting on a uniform and playing a sport and who are some of those people either in your corner or in your circle in which you had those conversations with uh mainly my mom because <laughs> um I just don't I feel like so many people get caught up in the hype of uh being an athlete in college and getting a quote-unquote free ride but we know mm -hmm. nothing's really free mm -hmm. right like there's so much other things that tax and weigh on you that it's like you do pay a price for it um so my mom really kept it real with me uh, of course Buford's like an hour and a half from Orangeburg so she would drive up there and take me out and I'd be like mom I don't know if I want to do it anymore and of course you know moms go mom so she's oh, just yeah. like you can do anything you want. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I just want you happy, right? So I mean, then it took the pressure off. I'm like, all right, if my mom ain't about to be mad about this, then eh, I really don't care about pleasing anyone else. So she's always been my number one supporter and always reminding me that, you know, there's so much more to you than this. And for her to say that meant a lot because she was like super team mom, like traveling, going to all these events and just excited for like competitions and all these different things so when she was like yeah leave it alone if it's not you know working for you I was like all right weight lifted no because I, I love I love hearing your story again um running it back because we have some similarities in how at least we entered South Carolina right both mm -hmm. former athletes your mom basically said I want you to be happy everyone knows the story my mom always says uh your experience is yours either manifest or the fuck up and I, I'll quote that probably the title of my book one day, but it's like a release, right? It released us to explore, to identify our passion, right? Inspire vision, walk on our purpose, et cetera. I went to South Carolina to study athletic training, went through the program, um, failed the boards the first time, passed it, but never practiced. You still pursue this, you know, exercise science PT route, right? Like why PT? Why not med? Why not PA? Why not OT? Why, why PT? Um, I just think there's just something in me that has this connection to physical healing in people. Like, again, that's why I feel like I'm so tied to the energetic work and the energetic body and this idea of being able to heal yourself and help others heal themselves. Um, I honestly, of course, I first was attracted to athletic training as an athlete. I'm like, all right, I do this. I see them. That's cool. I would do it too. But um, I wanted to take it a step further. So I wanted to be um, 
kind of more involved in the long-term healing process and the different um, kind of aspects of that. And then again, from physical therapy, I felt it was more variety for me. So not only do they have the sport and orthopedic population, like there's um, their neurology, you know, there's the pediatrics, there's all these other components that I really enjoy just because I like having my hands in everything. So it's like, okay, I feel like that'll help me like, you know, broaden my scope. I can be involved with more. So um, I really like that. And of course, physical therapy is really research-based now. And I just love research. Like I just can't get enough of it. So <laughs> that's my thing. So if I can combine the whole physical aspects, getting my hands dirty, research, and then helping people, that's kind of physical therapy in a nutshell for me. And obviously you took that a step further again, right? Um, even elevated your services, your purpose and creating your own business. Right. So talk to us more about like what that, like when did you know you wanted to create your own business? How did you know where to start? You know, what are your services and products now? Like talk to us more about your business and stuff. Um, I think that everything comes from you realizing there's like a lack. So as I was talking to some of my friends and I'm trying to get them, you know, on the crazy train with me, I'm like, you guys, chakras, you gotta understand this. Um, they're like, okay, this is all good, but where are we supposed to learn about this? Like, where, like, where can I get this information from? Like, where can I, um, like, get crystals? Like, where do I even start? So that's when I was like, all right, let me hop in my soapbox and start this blog. So at first, it came from that. Just genuinely, like, people. I was trying to explain things to people, and I was realizing I wasn't doing a great job at giving them all the tools they need to explore on their own. Hmm. So I said, I'll create the platform. So I started the blog. I started uh, including things from just topics on crystals, individual chakras, alternative medicine, and just different complementary medicine as well. So like acupuncture and sound healing and um, sound baths and just whatever I could really experience, bring to the table, talk about and share with someone. I wanted to make sure I was doing a good job at that. So that's kind of where that came from. And then the spinoff, which is the online shop, the healer dealer, again, comes from the people like, all right, so we got the information. So where do we get these things? And I'm like, I got you. I can fill that gap as well. And I feel like it comes from a place of love. I feel like it's different than just someone who's just selling something to sell it. You know, like I do, like I said, I, I have to say this thing was like everything with intention. So everything I do is with intention. Like it's for a purpose. It's, it's to help you do this or help you understand yourself more. So I feel like that's something that you won't find just anywhere else. Um, and as far as my services, that's purely passion. I really enjoy guiding people through meditation and using the sound healing techniques and just speaking with them and talking to them and educating them. Um, I feel like that's a large portion of it too. Yeah, I mean, you've been very emphatic, not just in our conversation, but even on your um, your website and social about the power of education, especially in this space. I mean, shit, and I think me and Pashi talked about this, talked about this when she was on the show, but racism within the healthcare industry is uh, should not be ignored. <laughs> And that could be another podcast within itself to bring even bring you back on. But like, I guess, what have you seen just, you know, macro level, surface level, um, whether it's racism, uh, discrimination, harassment, particularly Black people, Black women um, in healthcare? Um, so I feel like the biggest issue that I've seen as a provider really is at the provider level. Um, I feel like a lot of institutions aren't doing a good job at educating the students on how to deal with different populations. Um, mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, like healthcare is racist. So what we're learning in textbooks isn't based off of a black woman, a black community, a black culture. So 
they'll they'll leave white spaces and they'll enter somewhere like Southeast DC and they are lost in the sauce. Like they have no idea like what we have to deal with. Like even like the health disparities and the barriers that we face. Like you just can't tell your patient to go outside and walk three times a day. Like there's clearly danger. Like there's things that there are other things they're worried about. Like how far is the closest gym to them? Like, is that a realistic option to give them? Um, mm -hmm. Are you able to tailor your plan of care, your home exercises for someone who might not have certain equipment or even furniture. I've had a patient tell me like, I have one chair in my house. So you have to help me figure out how I can do these exercises off of one chair alone, you know? And um, there's a component of empathy too that comes along with it. So I feel like it starts at the education level and training the providers to do that. Um, I feel like if we can do a better job, we being just the healthcare, across the whole spectrum, not just limited to physical therapy. Um, that'll bring better results and you'll have more advocates for patients. I've had to call orthopedic surgeons. I've had to follow up with other doctors just because they'll come to me and say, you know, they, I went for my checkup and they were in there for three minutes and I didn't even get to express things. And for physical therapy, they're there with me 45 minutes to an hour, two to three times a week. So I hear everything i know more about their medical uh like case than the probably physician that treated them initially so making sure that we're letting providers know that it's okay to go to bat for your patient that's your duty that's what you're supposed to do um so that's my big thing and i think by incorporating more black faculty members that'll help kind of turn that around as well so uh, that's important to me as well well, if you're not you, if anyone listening has a connect to a uh, DPT program, medical school, and looking for a faculty member, got somebody for y'all. Um, <laughs> the Walk with TV podcast can sponsor that recommendation. Uh, but I want to transition us to segment two, which is trending topics. And one thing that hit me, you know, I dropped my Tim Talks episode last week entitled, my piece is, um, is self-care. Shout out to my, uh, my grandma. But I noticed like over the first four to five episodes of this season, like we've been talking about millennialhood, right? Being more than a millennial. But every single conversation has included a component of mental health. Um, B. White, I know, talked about self-awareness. Taylor talked about being still, like stillness. Um, Ashlyn mentioned like owning your own voice. Like it's been this whole like peace, purpose, stillness, self-care thing. And I know I talked to you about this earlier and the word you mentioned, I guess word compound word you mentioned was self-discovery, right? It's a year of self-discovery. So talk to us more about like what you mean by 2020 being a year or at least a conduit of self-discovery for a lot of us. Um, so I just feel like this year, people have been faced with situations that they've never been faced with before. Clearly, we've never had this pandemic during this time. A lot of people our age haven't experienced anything like this. Um, as, even if we're in this working age and we're seeing how it impacts us like as professionals, like with layoffs and job transitions, now we're working from home all the time. Now we're adapting and changing. And I think it's important to sit with yourself and kind of see what's going on with you. I, I like self-discovery, but it's almost like dating yourself too, because mm -hmm. we're so invested in asking other people questions like, oh, what do you like to do? And, you know, like what happened with you when you were here? Or, you know, what was that last relationship like? But it's like, mm -hmm. how many times do you sit down and ask yourself those questions and ask them regularly? Like people are like, oh yeah, I know myself. Like, you know, I sat down with myself in 2014 and <laughs> I know who I am, but it's like, it's 2020 now. Like you clearly grown and changed. So I think self-discovery is a very active process. And um, this year specifically, I think it's important to really sit down and see like 
who am I? Like, what are my needs now? Like, what has changed from January to now? Not even from years past, but in the span of 10, 11 months, like what has happened with me and how do I approach things? How do I view things? How, how do I adapt? How, what makes me feel good? Like you mentioned self-care, like what am I doing to take care of myself and make sure that I'm balanced on all ends? And so, I mean, of course, your services and your products can help, I think, you know, advancely open up the conversations, you know, for one to look within themselves, right? And I know you mentioned it as well as your website, you know, power starts within. You got to look within first before we can even think about changing ourselves, but also changing systems, other structures, whatever um, in the world. And so like, personally speaking, like, what have you done for self-discovery? Um, and I'll start there before I continue on with some of the other questions I have for us today. Um, I spent a lot of kind of alone time. I've gone off the grid a couple times, not like deliberately, but sometimes you really get caught up in self. And I realized I had to step back from a lot of my friendships and relationships and just connections because one, I didn't want to get in that whole comparison mindset. So one of my contracts got terminated actually because of the coronavirus. I was supposed to work for a new healthcare system, but they cut the funding for the rehab department. So some of my friends are still working and some of my issues they couldn't relate to, which is okay, like that's fine. But I didn't wanna put myself in a space where they're talking about work and going to work and doing this and doing that. And then in my head, I'm like, dang, I'm not even working right now. So I really had to take a step back to protect my mental and to really see, okay, in the event that I'm not working, what else can I do? Like what, what, what's important to me? How can I utilize this time? How can I make the most of it? Um, so I really went off the grid a couple of times just to sit and figure out. And from that, I was able to expand my business, expand my services, um, really put more effort and energy towards those areas where if I was working traditionally, I wouldn't be able to put as much energy into. So that was amazing. It was the best thing I could have done. And I feel like that downtime was important for me. Um, and again, like you mentioned, just like that self-discovery, self-care for me. Like I love learning about who I am. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even know that I was this passionate about it. But it's always good to uncover it because that's how I find out my next steps. And that's how I figure out who do I need to align myself with so that I can get to the point um, where I'm trying to reach. I'm glad you brought again, you you're writing a script for me, yo. You mentioned you just said alignment. And earlier you mentioned, you know, when people are, you know, growing, evolving changing there are, there's still people who we knew years hell even months maybe weeks prior they want to keep us in this box right they want to keep us in this box so like how do you one how do you identify those that you know you believe you align with but then two for those relationships friendships that you've had in the past or can you know continue yeah that you had in the past at least what's that conversation like as you're continuing to evolve but they may not be involving with you because speaking personally that's damn damn sure it's happened over the last three months since i started this, this damn phd program for sure <laughs> um as far as the alignment goes um it just clicks I know that's so cliche but a lot of things we do is like forced like some of the people that we interact with for work purposes is forced you know and you feel it you feel it and it's like you know when people come into your life and it just feels right and they have the same interests or even if they don't have the same interests, they have something that is added value to you you're like okay well this is something that is possibly setting me up to go further or possibly make a connection um and for those friends that you mentioned that are putting you in the box and they're in one place and you're in another place i pretty much keep it real superficial um it's, it's hard to leave certain people behind, but you do understand that everybody can't go where you're headed. So um, 
for me at least, I just keep it real, you know, make sure they're good. You're living great, awesome. And then I just go out to seek again, those relationships and contacts and connections that are more aligned with where I'm headed and what I'm doing. And um, I hate talking about people as an added value, but that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, you bring something to me that I can take and transform and reciprocate to you. Like we, it's, it's, it's really balanced. That's what it comes down to. And where have you, like, where have you found those that you've aligned with, right? Has it been digital spaces, physical, I guess not physical with COVID, but like, where's, where's, where's that been? I feel like the louder you are about what you care about, that's when you find those people. Cause you, you know, it just happens. So I'm, you will never not hear me talking about what I'm passionate about online. Like I, am loud and proud I'm I feel like you have to put your people are always shy like oh I don't really know if you know people will rock with this or what they're I don't even care because the right people will and I don't have to do anything I just I'm myself and then they flock you know it's just like if I even like just doing some I did this article uh, for the cut about physical therapy and burnout culture and that's what I mentioned being a black woman in the space and that helped branch me out to other black physical therapists that were like, you know, this is an issue. What can we do about it? Like just being vocal and out loud and proud with it. That's what, like, I would tell everyone to do that. <laughs> oh man. I don't know what we're going to talk about over the next 20 minutes, but that's, that was your millennial moment. Yo, <laughs> that was the millennial. Your voice got louder. You started talking a little bit faster, but you got excited and I appreciate that. <laughs> And I got excited even with this podcast because I even fucked up my damn trending topic, right? I didn't even ask you what it means to be more than a millennial. Before, <laughs> we any, before we go any further, it's my podcast, so I guess we can do what we want on here. But yeah. what does it mean? What does it mean to be more than a millennial? Because I think what we're gonna go back to is this burnout culture, which is definitely, I think, situated in millennial culture too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's not get too far ahead. But what does it mean to be more than a millennial, Dr. Banner? Um, to be more than a millennial is I feel like it's rooted in impact. So to me, more than a millennial is taking it outside of myself and my generation. And I'm trying to reach those before me and the ones that are coming after me. So it's my duty and responsibility being born in the time frame that I was to take it up a notch because I feel like what separates millennials from everyone else is we kind of have to think about the future, but also like making repairs from the past, like what we have walked into the economy that we've been like, now we're stuck with whatever happened and just decisions that were made before we were even thought of, you know, like, I feel like our impact makes us more than a millennial. It's we're changing the world right now. And I feel like the way we approach things, um, no other generation has really done before. And this, because of the age of social media, it gives us this new level of networking and connectedness that allows us to have that huge ripple effect and impact that no one else has been able to do. And we can set the framework for those that come after us. So I feel like that's really, I mean, short, cut and dry what it means to be more than a millennial. No, you're right on. I think future Dr. Harry said the same thing two weeks ago uh, about this impact piece. Like we're always looking mm-hmm. to just create change and create sustainable change. But to that point, going back to that cut article you wrote, burnout is real, both emotional burnout, burnout from working, you know, at your job, whether you fuck with it or not, burnout is very real. And so in the age of this year of self-discovery and Zoom fatigue, and of course, burnout, what what are your thoughts? Just talk to us. When you hear burnout, right? Like what, like what, how does one get to that point? 
how does one, how can we be preventative? I know we talk about this a lot too, like proactive and preventative treatment, but burnout, like what, what, what immediately comes to mind? Um, yeah, I, like you said, like that's, that's, that's our culture where we live in a burnout culture. Like it's work and work and work until you can't work anymore. Close your eyes for three seconds and then get back to work. Like that's it. Like, it's just like, that's what it is. Um, but in order for this to change, I'm always going straight to the top. So these people who are in these CEO positions, these owners of these large companies, they have to understand that in order for their employees to be productive, to be happy, to maintain like retention of these star employees, you have to treat them as people. Um, mm -hmm. We're treated as like we're machines. Like we're not supposed to have, you know, certain things aren't supposed to be discussed in the workplace. We aren't allowed to have emotions as if we don't even have a life outside of what we do for your company or your business. Um, so I think we need to humanize people, like employees, like, they see employee as like a number or a role or a title but it's like outside of this I'm a whole other person like I have all these duties and responsibilities and I'm balancing that on top of my work schedule so if we can have some type of initiative to I think mindfulness you know Google has a really good um, mindfulness culture for their workspace um, and they value like meditation uh, at Google headquarters. They have like meditation rooms, they have yoga classes, et cetera. Um, I feel like that's important too. Like taking care of your employee will take care of your business. Like if I'm happy, I'm gonna work better. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna make less errors if I'm not burnt out and stressed out and tired. Um, so I feel like that's where the change needs to happen kind of in the higher ups. But um, individually, I think people just need to advocate, advocate for themselves. Use your PTO, <laughs> take breaks, like don't, be shamed into feeling like you need to work as hard as you know people in generations past because it was a different culture then like and now we're realizing that it really does impact your mental and mental fatigue can lead to so many other things and mental illness and anxiety and depression and um you really it's important that the job is just a piece of you it's not everything yeah i mean i'm an optimistic person i, I would like to think <laughs> I, I, we, I just think we need more millennials in in these roles, in these in these positions of power. I mentioned power on purpose. This is an influence because even from whether well, again, go, I go out to emotional burnout, right? And I think we've seen it. Um, we've all seen it. We had no choice but to see it this past summer uh, with the murders of George Floyd, Tony McDade, mm -hmm. uh, Breonna Taylor. Uh, rest in peace for sure. Rest in power. But like, employers don't know what to do, <laughs> right? Yes. And rather than saying, I don't know, let's figure it out together. It's like this facade put on, I think again, for these millennials, we're like, what? And I probably give you a prime example, yo. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too, uh, whether it's from your industry, but also your own professional practice and expertise as well, is that there are still senior leaders, I'm um, in all industries at that, who say things like, I don't, I don't use social media or I still don't get social media. And you just mentioned, of course, earlier about the differences with like Gen X and the boomers, of course, um, when something happened in, in the world, they didn't have to say anything, right? Like now millennials and damn Gen Z, we looking like, yo, like, what do you, what do you tweet? They tweet anything yet? Mm -hmm. They post anything on Instagram yet? They giving money to a black org yet? Mm -hmm. And so I think going to this burnout piece, right? And being burnt out at work, but also trying to find, you know, or spend time, you know, discovering yourself at home or, you know, being emotionally burnt out through relationships that have not evolved with, your, with you and your purpose but then trying to sit in this like self-discovery piece. Um, and so that's something I'm like, just negotiating probably personally and internally, probably write about or talk about on my next Tim Talk episode, <laughs> shout out. But one thing you do with your business though is promote holistic, uh, holistic healing and wellness. 
And of course, this is a podcast on education, sport, and culture. Um, you're also an educator. But and I told you this too, like, I didn't know what the fuck a chakra was or essential oil, like what the, <laughs> what the damn, what properties are what, like how it worked. So I'm, I know I'm not the only one uh, who, who may not know that listen to this episode. So just talk to us more about, we can start with chakras. Uh, I see it on your shirt right now, but like talk to us more like, what is it? <laughs> like, how does it work? Like, why should someone consider or, or do it? Like, what is it? Um, so I really think that it's important for people to just explore things that they aren't familiar with. So like you mentioned, like you had no idea what it is, but um, I think that's the piece that kind of ties everything into self-discovery. Like what are, how can I expand my mind? Like, what can I expose myself to, to really grow? Even if it's something that I might not resonate with, I've developed something new that I can talk about with someone else. Like it's, mm-hmm. could be another connection, but um, so chakras are pretty much energy centers within the body. There are seven main ones starting from the root going all the way to the crown. So it's root, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. Um, Each are associated with different body parts um, and also different like properties. So as far as like root chakra would be like stability, finances, sacral chakra, creativity, relationship, sexuality, solar plexus, your confidence, personal power, heart chakra, self-love, compassion, loving others, healing and growing, throat chakra, your authentic voice, who you are, expressing your emotions. Third eye, a lot of people are familiar with this one the most is that intuition, kind of like your inner knowing. And then crown chakra is really that spirituality, like connection to like the higher source, whatever uh, religion you associate yourself with, um, if any at all, just knowing that there's something bigger out there and understanding that having some type of connection to that will help maintain your peace. So that's pretty much the idea of it. And like any energetic kind of situation, there's balance and there's imbalance. And the goal is for, you know, everyone says, my my chakras are aligned, like I'm good, like I'm balanced. Like, <laughs> so um, the goal is balance. And I feel like outside of that, you can apply this to anything. Even if you don't know what chakras are, you can tell when something feels off, right? Like, oh, like I just, I'm not feeling it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm down right here or something. So by, by, pinpointing the chakra that these feelings are stemming from that allow you to work on that one more specifically to create this sense of balance and how I like to educate people to do that is first through meditation because I feel like that's integral for anything outside of you know chakras just for peace of mind and clarity and Mm -hmm. to wind down and really kind of do a mental reset with everything going on in the world and (laughs) work everything tied together um so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much chakra systems, like a, a quick spitball of it. But so someone, someone who wanted to, I'm not gonna say learn more. I guess secure your services, right? Like, what does that look like? Like, they, obviously they sign up through your website, et cetera. But like, do you go through a consultation? Do you educate them on what to do or what's yeah? Um, so I'm very accessible. Um, like I mentioned being loud, proud, every out and just about anything I talk about. So I really like to be accessible to people because um, if people aren't comfortable or don't feel like, you know, they're ready to really dive in and book a session, they can always like shoot a DM, write me an email. There are consultation services that I offer via Zoom. Um, Really talking about, you know, what is it that you want to know? Like, how can I curate my services to best suit you? Like, I'll meet you wherever you are, whether you are a novice or experienced and you know all of this stuff already you know it's just about 
getting that education piece out. I feel like I've said the word education three million times, but I am so big on that because I don't want people just to do things just because they heard it on a song. It's hip. There was an article about it. Janae Iko doing it. I want you to do it because you know what's going on and you resonate with it and you want to grow and learn, you know, like even if that's what just starts, you know, getting the gears turning, I really want to educate people so they can take it a step further. That's real. No. And you've done that uh, again. You are the epitome of a millennial. And again, we when we play this episode back, um, you're going to hear that yourself, especially this whole loud and proud piece, but I appreciate a lot. Um, but you took your gifts, really, um, your experiences, and I keep saying expertise, your knowledge, and put together an entire workshop on manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. I want it, I manifest it. Where does this come from? What's the workshop? What's manifestation, you know, from your perspective, your lens? Mm -hmm. So I feel like manifestation was almost like a buzzword this year. Mm -hmm. um between the whole B Simone debacle and her copy pasted journal and everything that went on with that so um I wanted to put it on the front street as something that um is it really works you know so manifestation is like an action it embodies something it's like this is something that I have in my head and I'm going to turn into reality right mm -hmm. um so <laughs> I created this workshop because I got a lot of questions about manifestation. So a lot of people are like, okay, so um, how do I manifest this? Like, what, what is, like you mentioned, like, what is manifestation? And like, how can I tie this into my life? I feel like manifestation is a form of goal setting, but it takes it a step further because it holds you a little more accountable on the energetic kind of level just because it involves intention setting and making sure that you're being positive and putting these not just the action behind it but your mindset it's important to really feel like you can get what it is you're trying to attract to you um really understanding what your desires are so that you can attain them and that goes back to self-discovery do you know what your needs are do you know what your wants are like what is that and until you know what it is you're not going to be able to like attain it like that's just that's easy that's simple so I feel like this workshop I designed to give people tools so that they can apply this to their current situation tell their friends tell their family um I really encourage people like anything they learn from me whether it's from something I post on Instagram something I DM them email them share with someone else I feel like that's how you keep it going like pay it forward almost um but I created this workshop just so I can really kind of hold a space for people and allow them to get this like interactive experience. And I can talk about how I use it in my life, but tied to tangible results and let you do whatever you want to do and ask these questions. So, yeah, I mean, it was just something that was like pretty much a buzzword this year. And I said, okay, let me, let me break it down for the real, real, like let, let, let's, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. Between manifestation, um, social unrest, unprecedented yeah. i don't know which one's gonna win <laughs> can you see my screen like i'm about to share my screen like th those are definitely the the buzzwords of 2020 uh, but when think about the manifestation workshop like can one can people sign up for it uh, what does it include like what does you know participation include yes so sign up still open registration is open until november 28th it's okay. it is limited to 10 spots and there are spots already filled but it's still open of course um all the attendees receive an acrylic pen and stickers. They say, I want it, I manifest it, just as a reminder. And, you know, everyone 
us little some some goodies is cool but it's just a reminder that whatever you want you can manifest like put the work behind keep your mindset right and everything else to be discussed during the workshop um it includes a pdf manual i wrote a workbook actually it's like 20 pages long it has activities it has information that you can refer back to frequently and the workshop itself is going to be centered around defining manifestation what it means to be a manifester um how you heal yourself in order to manifest things, uh, what your goals are, addressing your limiting beliefs that might be holding you back. And that's even on a subconscious level, things you might be carrying from the past that's preventing you from moving forward. Um, manifestation tools, of course. So that includes the crystals, getting into that, um, energy work, getting into chakras, and um, it'll include a sound healing session, meditation, and I'm gonna be doing distance Reiki for those in um, attendance. So it's gonna be a good time, a lot of, fun. I worked hard. I planned it over the course of about two to three months, actually. It's been something that I've been wanting to do. And I felt now was the perfect time to really come out with it. That's dope. Yeah. As you're talking, there's a lot of cool things I think we could do uh, to collaborate and do together. Because even think about manifestation from a, a career design, life design perspective, mm -hmm. it's huge. It's huge. I mean, people come to me like, yo, Tim, can you give me a, can you give me a job? <laughs> you <laughs> Ma'am, sir. Yeah. That first of all, that's not. I'm not I don't. I don't equivalent that. Equivalent. I don't equivalent that to manifestation, but right. I think it does go speak to the point that yes, if you want something, there is work and a commitment that has to go behind that, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is healing, right? With either how you think about yourself, your identity, athletic or not, that has to come behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm like, damn, like there's some definitely definitely some correlations there, uh, which would be cool to to partner, which we'll, I'm sure we'll do. Uh, in the, Absolutely. In the um, but what is manifest? What are some things you manifested uh, in your life, either this year, last two years? It could be a signature one. It could be one that's not, you know, air quotes, not so signature uh, as macro. But like, what are some things you manifested? You know what? That's funny you mentioned that. So I accidentally manifest stuff a lot, mm -hmm. and that's my own bad because you know there's power in thought, there's power in spoken word, mm -hmm. and you have to be really deliberate. Mm. and specific about what it is you want to manifest so funny story before the end of my last travel assignment in maryland i was like man you know it would be awesome if i could just take like eight months off like i just really need like a gap year like just something to <laughs> chill i want to like relax and i need to like focus on my business then boom contract terminated and i got all of that and more um <laughs> so that is something i manifested on accident but um you know i prefer when i went for myself when it comes to manifestation, I typically choose experiences. I prefer to manifest opportunities um, that will, cause I never wanna close the door on something because I haven't thought of it. So I don't wanna get to the point where I wanna manifest something so specific that I'm selling myself short. So I'm more of a, you know, I really would like to manifest an opportunity with a higher up in a major company that I don't, you know, I don't break it down to what company I don't, you know, and. In the past, that's actually worked for me. Like I wanted to manifest a connection in higher education so that I can break into academia and learn more about the faculty sides of things. And I did that. And it's just through just always having it in the back of my mind, 
making sure I'm staying focused and like walking in my own purpose and not trying to be like anybody else. And it always comes, it always comes. But again, like you mentioned that work piece, um, they're like a meme that was like manifest, but also do the work. Like we're not sitting in our house saying we go manifest the Mercedes GLC 300 and we're not even applying for jobs. We don't got a savings account. Like, uh-uh, that ain't how it works. Like it's not a magic wand. You know, there's definitely work tied to it. So um, I feel like that's important to get out there too. Oh, be careful with your words. <laughs> that's a good point. I think, again, uh, <laughs> the sermon I'll look for uh, reference in the Tim Talk episode last week, uh, the Thought Bubble sermon, uh, one thing that Stephen had said was, um, don't let your thoughts make you miss your healing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it speaks directly to what you were saying in regards to, yes, we worry about, you know, words matter, sticks and stones, the whole, you know, <laughs> phrase. But it's all up here, right? It's in, yeah. it's, it's in your thoughts. That's where it starts, right? I'm, I'm not the manifester uh, expert. I'm leave that to you. Here, here, <laughs> that's where it starts, though. I mean, truly. Um, and so we've talked about a lot of different things. I, mean, a lot of, I think a lot of good things um, on this show today. And so as I transition us to segment three, which is um, how can I best support you? And how can our listening community best support you? What can we do, right? Like, how can we advance, amplify, sponsor, endorse to you in the work that you're doing? How can we uh, continue to, uh, you know, pave the way, open up doors, um, again, for you to walk in your own purpose? Uh, so, Blake, what can we do to support you? Well, of course, there is a website. There's the drblakebanner.com website. And um, my blog is still running. I still like to get the good word out. It hasn't been as frequently, but I feel like um, as long as one person reads it, that my job's done. So reading the blog is awesome because... And again, taking that step forward to paying it forward, whatever you learn, share it with somebody else. I've had people write me like, yeah, someone like sent me a graphic and it had your at name on it. So I came to your page and I think it's awesome. So sharing things, um, again, my online shop, the Healer Dealer Shop is active and alive and kicking. There's so much education on there. So anyone can go on there and read something new and try to find something for themselves for gifts. Um, my Instagram, of course, at Dr. Blake Banner. I'm always putting shareable content on there, um, which is important, just spreading the word. That's really what supports me. Cause like I said, everything else is cool. Like my services, I love doing that. I love helping people. I love my shop, but I love educating people about energy, metaphysical things, holistic health, wellness, all of that. That's good. It's really good. Uh, Cause one thing I'm learning again, since I started this program is that support I would say before this program started, I would say support looks something like financial, giving time, whatever, right? But it's literally, and we see this shit on Twitter all the time, like it's, it costs zero dot, uh, zero dot zero zero to retweet. Yeah. It costs zero to, to you know, share on your uh, Instagram story. And I think it's huge, especially with knowledge sharing um, and community building as well. Um, but before I let you go, I have two more questions, yo. First and foremost, what is your favorite product and or service and why? Oh man. Okay. So my favorite, favorite service is distance Reiki, but for people who have never had it <laughs> only because there are a lot of skeptics out there and I'm not here to prove one thing or that's not, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to do my job and move on. I'm not about to sit on the soapbox and explain to you why this pull out research articles, although I will, and explain <laughs> to you why, why it works, how it helps, et cetera. But there's nothing like getting a first-time client for distance Reiki. And after I send them a summary and they're like, did you read my diary? Like, do you know me? Like, it's just like, and I'm talking about strangers from 
any and everywhere. I've been able to do distance ranking for people in from the West to the East, like all across, like complete strangers. And I, I really enjoy that because it, for a lot of people, they tell me they're hopeful. They're like, wow, like this is really creating a shift within me that is empowering me to take it a step further and use the information that you gave me to continue on my journey and to work on myself and to seek out these tools and see what else is out there. So that's, that's my favorite service that I like to do. What's your favorite product? My favorite product. Um, hmm. Oh, that's hard. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Block and Bad Vibes Crystal Kit, just because it is um, just for anyone who's like new to like crystals and all this stuff. It gives you all the tools you really need. It has information on there. It has the Labradorite and the Smoky Quartz and the Black Obsidian. Like, so it has all these stones that they're just, they're attractive. They're pretty stones, of course. But also you get like um, the healing component and then just education. That's my favorite product. And it's blocking bad vibes. Like don't nobody want energy vampires and negative energy around them. So it's just good for maintaining the peace and your space and your home and your person. Yeah, I'm cool on that. We cool on we cool on the, on the bad vibes. <laughs> cool on the bad vibes. Now, but last but not least, yo, like what any words, wisdom, insight, advice, education you want to share with the people? Um, I think it's just gonna be that self-discovery piece. Like learn yourself daily. Like every day I learn something about myself or how I react to something every day. And that's not to say learn yourself to look for things to change but just to understand who you are. And I feel like the more you know who you are, the more you'll be in alignment with your purpose. Like you'll find things that you didn't know were there. That's my main thing, period. Dr. Banner, when I, when I start to expand my business, I'll bring you on as a consultant, yo. It's been a pleasure, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and learning more about now, not just, again, who you are and the story you chose to share with us today, um, but also your business, uh, of course, the chakras, essential oils, the crystals, the services, right? Um, but really how we can continue to discover ourselves, right? Awareness of self, self-knowledge, self-awareness, um, but just really sit in that, right? Sit in it, learn it, but then of course apply it because uh, applied uh, knowledge is the most important knowledge we need to uh, create and sustain on this earth. Um, so okay. seriously, thank you so much for your time uh, today because we definitely appreciate it. Um, I hope everyone else does as well. Thank you. Most definitely. Uh, so everyone else, again, make sure that you are subscribed to us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But at this point, if you're not, um, we'll have to have a conversation, serious conversation. Uh, be sure to uh, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, five stars and a dope review, but only if you mean it. I look forward to having more unfiltered conversation with authentic people centered on education, sport, and culture as we progress through season two more than a millennial. Uh, but as always, until then, walk with me. I'm not going to